Hello sports fans and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. I'm here again with my friend and fellow Dallas Cowboys historian, Dave DePala. And today we're going to talk about the history of Dallas Cowboys opening season games. And Dave, uh, I noticed one thing in my research. From 1965 to 1981, that's 17 years in a row, they won every single opening day game. <laughs> I knew you were. Yeah, I thought, my, Mark, you might bring that up. That was. I think that's still a record. It could be. That's pretty amazing. I think that's still a record. I, I jotted that down. Um, I knew that would catch your eye. Oh, yeah. um, but I think the Patriots... The Patriots might have come close. Well, they weren't even really close. I think they got it up to 10 or 11. Oh, but okay. not that's not even half of, you know, barely, you know, right. a little more than half. Wow, that's a lot of years in a row. But that was an impressive run, Mark. I, that was like our – that was pretty much like our – right there, like our the beginning of, of, of you and I following, you know, but roughly those years right there. That's right. That's when they were at their at their best. That was their peak years. Yeah, they. Uh, you know, I, I I I put these in by decade, Mark. Okay. Um, and I started in 1960, the first game. Right. And there was a book. There was a book. I think you have it. It's that Tom Landry book. It's got. It's called the Last Cowboy. This one here. Oh yeah, I have that one. And in there, they talk about the first game ever. And it talks about it was a Saturday, actually. And it says Tex Schramm was giving away <laughs> he was giving away free stuff to make it look like there was more people than there really were, you know. Right. And um, it said that the, it was 72 degrees at, at, at game time. And uh, they were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were actually a pretty decent team at the time. Cowboys were made up of just pretty much ragtag guys that came from other teams. I think each team had to give them three or four players. So these were, right. you know, not too good of players to be polite. And uh, they actually put up a pretty a pretty good game. They ended up losing 35-28. Okay. But uh, Eddie LeBaron, he had 345 yards. Back. That's pretty good, you know, for back then. Yeah. That's amazing. 345. That's a lot. Back you know, so that was that was pretty impressive, you know. And they were they were the Cowboys were leading and going into the half. They were up 21 17. If you could believe that. But uh, you know, Pittsburgh came back, took the lead. The Cowboys they went back and forth a little in the second half, but they ended up losing. Um you know. And I think they lost. I think the following year, in '61, they ended up winning. They played Pittsburgh again. That's right. And they won. Yeah, they won the game, twenty-seven, twenty-four. Right. Yep. One of their few wins that season. Yeah, exactly. And they, uh, I think, for the decade, there were six, three, and one. Mark those ten, sixty to sixty-nine. Right. They had a six-three. That's pretty good, really, if you think about it. Well, yeah, it can. Uh... First, let's see, the first five years, yeah, the first five years, they lost three, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. They tied 
1962, they tied the uh, Redskins, right? Yes, exactly. You're right. A tie, 35-35. Yeah. That's some pretty high-scoring game there. That's a high-scoring game. No, really, it really, that was 16,000 fans, by the way. That was one of the lower, that was one of the lower attendances. I was looking at the attendance. The other ones were in the 20s and 30s. 1965, uh, they opened up against the Giants, was which was Landry's old team. That's right. And about, almost, almost 60,000 came out for that one. Wow. Yep. The Giants got a safety, and that was it, right? The Giants got a safety. Exactly. The Giants got a safety, 31-2. to two. Yeah. And then, uh, so that was the beginning of, you know, you knew when you kind of knew that uh, something they had something going there, that uh, they were going to be a good team. Then they You're right. The Giants again the following season on opening day. You know, the, the players would talk. I think it was even the player. I forgot. I don't know if it was Don Perkins. Somebody. There were several guys that talked about it, but they used to say that Landry was really up for these games against the Giants. He really. They, they could tell there was an extra thing with him for that for those Giant games. You know, he always wanted to put on a good showing. Right. You know, because he knew the Maros were at the game. He even when they were on the road, if they were playing in Dallas, the you know, Wellington Mara and his sons were were there at the game. So he always, being that it was his old team, he always wanted to make a good showing. And he always it was like, a, was not really, a, you know, he wasn't a rah-rah type of guy, but he was really, I guess they had a really good week of preparation for those giant games. Yeah. And that was, that score was 52 to 7, right? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, giants I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if the Giants were final. Mid-60s. The mid-60s, the Giants had some really bad teams. Yeah, I was a kid at the time. My father was talking about Ali Sherman. He, he didn't like him at all. He said the guy ruined the team. Yeah. I guess this is what he. This must have been what he was referring to. That's right. Sam Huff always mentions that. Sam oh, yeah. He did. Yeah, my father, I remember him saying that as a kid. I was yeah. saying, you know, you just hear these things and they stay with you. But uh, they had a good run. And the f- look, the following years after that Giants 52-7, to they ended up playing the Browns, who were kind of a powerhouse back then. That's right. The Browns had some very good teams. Yep. They and they beat them. Beat them by a touchdown, right? Yes, they did. And the following year, they scored 59, uh, Mark. Imagine 59 points back then. They had a real – that was a 68, so that was the year that they uh, – actually, I think they got beat by the Browns in the playoffs. That's right. But they had a very uh, explosive offense. Yeah, yeah, 59 points. I mean, it's un, un, it's kind of crazy if you think about it, especially back then. Yeah, um, I, uh, Don Meredith and Bob Hayes, you know, they connected on some long passes. No, exactly. I mean, they were, they were really. I mean, you know, their their offense was kind of ahead of of some of the other teams. They had a lot of stuff going on. That's right. That they uh, that a lot of people, you know, didn't really see prior to their 
you know, multiple, they call it multiple set offense. That's right. Tom you Landry. know, Tom Landry was uh, very innovative at that time with the offense. And they yeah, to- they really, uh, you know, they had multiple shifting. I guess it was, a, he was trying to undo the, you know, he was trying to undo the flex defense. Right. You know, trying to go against the stuff that, you know, he thought would work against his own defense. He was, he was, he was quite ahead of the, you know, he was quite ahead of the curve. The only thing I could say about Landry, though, sometimes he was very stubborn. Yeah. You know, sometimes it kind of almost worked against him. I think a few times, really. Right. So the following year, they played the Cardinals on opening day. They did. They closed out the decade. And they ended up winning that game, held the Cardinals to a field goal, 24-3. So that was pretty good. Their first decade, 6-3-1, considering they were an expansion team, and they started really from nothing. Right. You know? That's right. But you're right. That first – well, they the win and the tie. And they opened up with a win in 61 and tied in 62. That's what saved them because the other three were losses. Yeah. But then they took, like you said, they took off with five straight to close out the decade. And they opened, uh, they opened the next decade against the Eagles. They did, 1970. And they, the whole solid decade, 10 wins, 10 and 0. 10 and 0. Unbelievable. Yes. The, the Philadelphia Eagles, a lot of these games, you know, back then, Mark, we didn't have the, Television coverage like we have now. We had what maybe three games or maybe two games on one channel and one game on the other, right? Yeah, I don't remember. I can't remember. Um, so far, all the games that we've mentioned, I don't really remember any of these being tele. I'm sure the ones against the Giants were televised. That was 65 and 66. But I was too young to remember. I was only, uh, you know, 1965, I was three years old, so I wouldn't remember that. So, yeah, like you said, uh, these games were not televised like they are now. You had uh, the area that we lived in, you know, you got the Jets on one channel, you got the Giants on the other channel, and once in a while they would put in a, a double header, but... Uh, you know, you didn't get too many of these. You didn't get to see too many of these games. No, you're right. I think nationally, that double header would have been like a, a pretty, uh, a pretty, uh, you know, top game. Right. So, so to, uh, you know, so to speak, um, something that would probably be covered by eighty percent of 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 the country. You know, and the other regions out west might get their local team, but there would be, you know. Coverage of of one good game, but then don't forget, in 1970 you had that extra Monday night game started on Monday night. Right. You know, so we had, and and you might have saw a couple of highlights of your team. So on halftime highlights with Howard Cosell, and right, you would see, you would see maybe five or six plays. You thought it was the biggest thing, right? Oh yeah, you didn't want to miss that. You you were glued to the TV. It was great, you know, and we had a little 13-inch set in our room. We had a black and white, 
And usually by halftime, my father would tell me, you know, to hit the rack. But he didn't care if the TV was on. Right. Um, as, as long as I was, you know, in bed. But uh, you had the I, I don't I'm, I'm looking through the list of the 70s here and I'm looking at all the all the uh, the games. And I'm going to tell you, the only game I remember vividly watching, actually, was the Monday night opener. <laughs> the Cowboys played the Colts in 1978. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. That it was, was prior to that. Yeah, prior to that, they had, uh, you know, one, two, three, eight wins. And, uh, you know, if I'm looking at those teams, they played the Eagles twice. Yeah. And they played – all the other games were different. They played Buffalo in 71. Yeah, that, that – uh... Actually, I'm sorry. I take that back, Mark. They played the Eagles three times, 70, 72, and 76. Oh, yeah, that's right. 76, winning all three of those games by pretty good – holding the Eagles to single scores of single digits, seven points, six points, and seven points. Right. The, the, one, that, the one that kind of perplexed me, I remember hearing the score on, on the television. I don't, I don't think the game was televised. Uh, I was kind of perplexed because they played the Buffalo Bills – and the Bills were not a good team at, at, at all at that time. And they let up, they scored 49 points, but they let up 37 points in that game. Yes, they did. I couldn't understand, especially since the 1970 team, as you recall, towards the end of the season, their defense was just not letting up any touchdowns. They, the teams could barely get a field goal on them. Yeah, I think they gave up one touchdown in six games. I think it was one touchdown in 20, 24 quarters. Yeah. Um, right up through the San Francisco game, the, the NFC, NFC Championship game. Um, they were they were really stellar. It was OJ, OJ Simpson was on that team, though. Yeah, he was, but... Um, they had no passing game, really, so to speak. No. I... I, I just uh, not sure if there was some turnovers. I, I just couldn't understand how they let up 37 points against a bad team. But you could probably, I bet you you could probably pull up a box score on that game. Oh, yeah. And, uh, right? Yeah, I think you can pull up a box score. But uh, could have been some turnovers. Uh, that's a little yeah, that was I'm looking at those games and nobody else I'm looking at the entire decade the next closest thing was 21 points by the Cardinals and that was 1979 right look at these opening day games uh, 7 points okay then you had the 37 points in 1971 72 on to 79 you had 6 points 17 these are points against now the Cowboys. A shutout in 74, they beat the Falcons 24 to nothing. Right. Then they had us 18 to 7 game yeah. against the against the uh Rams. Rams. Yes. You know, I think, believe it or not, I think you could I think you could get find that game. That game might be a there might be a full thing of that game on YouTube. I think I ended up watching it recently. 
I'll have to look for that. Have to look because for I don't remember I don't remember that game because you know eighteen was kind of an odd number. Yeah. It, and it caught my eye. And I'm thinking to myself, geez, you know, uh what the what the hell kind of score? And I think I ended up going and finding that game. Well, I'm gonna have to look for that. Yeah. So seventy two, they beat the Eagles, and seventy three, uh, they just it looks like they just barely beat the Bears by a field goal, and the Bears didn't have a good team. Uh they they seem to have problems with the Bears because wasn't it nineteen seventy one the year they won the well, they lost to the Bears right yes in that season yeah in nineteen ninety six it was decades later but the Bears cleaned their clocks on a Monday night football game it was an opener I was going to talk about that when we get to it but that was another loss to the Bears wow they have their problems with the Bears. I remember the 1974 opener. Really? It wasn't televised, but I just remember that. I remember me and my brother discussing it because they shut out the Falcons 24 to 0. And the Falcons almost made the playoffs the year before. The 1973 Falcons were 9 and 5. That was their first really good season. And was, you know, was, was there, but. Was Bob Berry there, uh, Mark, or not? They wasn't there yet. Bob Berry. Uh, who was the other guy? Bob Lee. They had Bob oh. Lee, too, right? Okay, yep. It was either Bob Berry or Bob Lee. Bob, I remember me and my brother were pretty excited about that 24-0 victory because we thought, wow, you know, they, they beat a, a good team. So this was a, a good start to the season, and then they lost – the next four games in a row. And the Falcons wound up being lousy that year. They were 3-11. and 11. After going 95 and 73, they went 3-11 and 11 in 74. Imagine that. Yep. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to have to look for that, that, that Rams game 18-7. to 7. I think, I think, I, I think that's... I think I did find that. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I was I was watching a Rams game and I was like, geez, I don't remember this thing at all, you know. But like like we said, they weren't all on television. There wasn't a lot of you know, you started seeing more of them in the late seventies. Yeah. That's when it started to pick up steam. Right. Well, then seventy six they beat the Eagles again. Seventy seven. I'm trying to remember that game might have been televised. It might have been televised, or maybe I'm just remembering it because I know that one's on YouTube. That was a overtime game against the Vikings. That's right. So I don't, I don't know if I. It's possible that game could have been televised. And then the game you yeah. mentioned. The, yeah, the Colts game, thirty-eight to nothing. I don't know why it sticks out, Mark, but I remember I was at work. I was working at the ice cream shop this week. I was just working there. We we hadn't bought the store yet. I was just an employee. I was, what was I, 7, 18, 19, somewhere around there. And uh, it was a Monday night game, 
And Burt Jones got hurt in the last preseason game. That's right. He got some kind of a separated shoulder. Something was wrong with his shoulder. It was never the same. No, exactly. You know, I don't know if you knew this, but I was reading up on Burt Jones a little when I was looking at this game, and they asked uh, Belichick once, outside of Brady, who's the greatest quarterback you ever seen? And he said, Burt Jones. That's right. (laughs) I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I never knew that. If not for but, that injury. No. And the year prior to that, I, you know, I forgot. Lydell Mitchell had left. That's and right. he went to the Chargers, I think. Right. Yeah, he went to the Chargers. But they still had... Uh, they had Dutton, the John Dutton. They had John Dutton, and they still had Roger Carr, I think. Right, the, the receiver, Roger Carr. Yes, yeah, so um, they were a power in 75, and or was it 76? I can't remember. They had a very, very good team. But they were still touting the Colts as being very good in 78. And that's why when the game, when the, the, I remember turning it on up at work, and it was it went on at 9 o'clock back then. Right. And it started out a little slow, I think. I, I – uh, I think they fumbled the opening kickoff, the Cowboys. Uh-huh. The Colts tried to kick a field goal, and they missed it. Right. So the Colts started out like at the Cowboy 22, and they ended up coming up. And then the Cowboys drove down, and they had a chip shot field goal. The Colts held them. It was like a 20-yarder, not even maybe. I'm not even sure. but And they missed that. Right. And so, but I'm going to tell you something right now. You could watch that game in its entirety. I didn't watch the whole thing. You go back and watch the first half of that game. So it's broken down by halves. And I got to say, that's a, it's, oh, I don't want to say it's a highlight reel, but if people want to see what Tony Dorsett was all about, go yeah. watch the first half of that game. There's some runs and some screen passes that are, I, you know, I, I forgot them until I started looking at the game. Absolutely unbelievable. The guy's acceleration was unbelievable. Right. So this was his this was his second season, seventy eight. He took a screen pass, and uh, he went eighty five yards with it. Yeah, eighty five yards. It was unbelievable the cuts he was making. It was and the acceleration he had after he would almost have to slow down after these cuts and then pick up speed like it was nothing. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I remember, and that was uh, twenty one nothing at the half. Mark, by the way, that's that took right. that game. Cowboys up twenty one nothing at the half. And ABC, who televised Monday Night Football at the time, had to be very upset because that was supposed to be a marquee game. Right, exactly. Uh, as you mentioned, three years in a row, uh, 75, 76, 77, the Colts were in the playoffs. And they had a very good team with Burt Jones. I think Burt Jones won the NFL MVP in uh, – 70, either 76 or 77, he was the MVP. And uh, once he got that injury, it was it was all over for the Colts. It was. They had some guy, Mike Kirkland, that right. night playing court, but I don't even know who the heck he is. He might have only played that one year. He, he could have, right? He might have only played that one game. I don't. Uh, no, you're you're right, Mark. I never even heard of the guy. No, 
I didn't I didn't do any research or anything on him, but uh, he uh, the Cowboys were really dominant. I mean, they interviewed Ted March of Rota before the game. He was saying they had a great week of practice yeah. and all this other stuff. He was giving all the standard lines, but right, uh, you know, it was a. Uh, I don't know why that game sticks out to me. Um, but it's just of, of that entire decade, I remember that game vividly. Yeah, they they played a flawless game. They really played a perfect game. Yeah. And then the next year, I don't really remember this game. I'm sure it wasn't televised. They played the Cardinals. Only one by one point. Yes. I bet you could find some highlights of that game. I bet you. I, I don't remember a thing about it. Nothing. Yeah, I don't I don't remember it either. And I mean we were well into I was into my 68 78. So I was in my 11th or 12th year at that point of watching the Cowboys. Right. You know what I mean? And they were starting to become you know, they were being they were being televised quite a bit in the late 70s. They they were on TV quite a, quite a bit. That's right. And then the following year they opened against the Redskins. Yes, 19 that's right, 1980. Um, was that was that Joe Gibbs' first year? It could have been. They didn't. They didn't do that well. Yeah, I want to say. I remember them making a big deal about that game. Slight. I kind of remember that if that was his first year. His first year was either 80 or 81. Okay, but they opened against the Skins in both of those years. And I remember one of those years, that was a big thing. They were talking about Joe Gibbs. Right. <clears throat> and uh, I don't really remember either one of those games that well. But like I said, I don't think uh, those first two seasons with Joe Gibbs, uh, they kind of, they, they, they weren't as good, the Redskins. I think one year they finished eight and eight, maybe uh, eight and eight. Eight and eight, nine and seven, so they weren't as good. Uh, it took it took Gibbs a couple of years. You know, they had some rebuilding to do, and uh, Theismann. You know, all those years when George Allen was there, he he wouldn't let Theismann play. <laughs> he never let Theismann play. He, no, he, he wanted Billy Kilmer in there. No matter how unbelievable. He didn't care how old he was. He wanted Billy Kilmer in there. Yeah. You know, maybe it could have, you know, Theismann was kind of a, you know, he was kind of, I don't want to say he was a hot dog, but he was kind of a self-promoter. Remember he changed his name? Yeah, to rhyme with uh, Heisman. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And so stuff, I could see stuff like that rubbing George Allen the wrong way. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah, because George Allen is old school. You know, and then it, then came 82, Mark, and then what I happened? I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about <laughs> that. Again, and the Steelers weren't even that good anymore. And they still could. You know, Bradshaw was, Bradshaw was right when he said it. He said, we all, I, I always beat the cop. You know, he, I guess you got to give it to him. He did. Yeah. He beat him all the time. <laughs> he did. And they weren't even that good anymore in the 82. And they still beat them. They 30. did. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm going to, that game I bet you is on YouTube. 
I did not watch that. I'm going to watch that game. They lost 36-28. Yeah. And I just I just don't remember. I, I What I do remember is they made a big deal about the Cowboys winning streak coming to an end. Right. I think I was I I think uh, it was a back and forth game. There were several times in the game when Dallas had the lead, and it looked like they were going to win, and then Pittsburgh came back. Yeah, I don't I I don't remember that. You know, I don't remember the game. Like I say, I do remember them talking about uh, the Cowboys win streak has finally come. That was a big thing. I mean, it still is. Yeah, it's still nothing. Nothing ever really came close to that. Yeah, because look, after they lost that game to the Steelers, they got one, two, three, four. Then they won another four, four and a, four and yep. a, seventeen. Yep. Yes, four. they did. So in twenty-two years, yep, and in, tw- in a twenty-two year span, they they only lost one opening day game. Right. You know, and the Steelers, you know, that was, look, it was only a few years removed from those Super Bowl losses. Right. Well, it's a 70, 78 loss. It was only five years and, you know, but I mean, then they, the other one, I mean, and then I think the Steelers beat him again in 79. They played in the regular season. The Steelers won that game. I remember it. Is that, I think. Was that the game where uh, Stobeck got knocked out with a concussion? It could have been. I I don't I don't quite remember it. I know they lost to them again in '77 regular season. Tony Dorsett's rookie year, because right. I think he was going to start that game. He was saying, you know, it was Pittsburgh, and right. he was going going home. I think it was in Pittsburgh. I, I can't remember, but I know they beat him in '77 too in the regular season. Yeah. They, they just they couldn't beat Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, they couldn't. No, they beat them, and uh, the only time they beat them was uh, 1972. Was it 72? Yeah, 72. That was the year Pittsburgh had, finally had their breakout season. That's when uh, Franco was a rookie, right? That was the same yes. year, the Immaculate Reception. Yes, exactly. Dallas did beat them that year, and then after that, they could never beat them. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. I tell you. In fact, Craig Morton uh, played started that game because Starback was out with the injury. Really, the shoulder at seventy two. Uh, Starback pretty much missed the whole season. Right, that's when he had the shoulder uh, surgery. He did. He got knocked out by what's his name there, but the Rams in this preseason game. Yep, that's right. I found Mark. I found a going back a little, going back to that seventy uh, nineteen seventy one game against the Bills. That open uh, that opening game on uh, seventy one. I found a box score. Yeah, and I'm looking at it now, and the. Uh, the Bills had 353 yards passing. Wow. Four Ooh. touchdowns. Who the hell was the quarterback? Billy Shaw. Four, Billy yes. Shaw. Four <laughs> touchdowns and three interceptions. He was 18 for 30 for 353. Wow. The Cowboys only had 221 yards passing, but they had 160 on the ground. O.J. Simpson wasn't a factor at all. He, they only had 66 yards rushing in Buffalo. Right. Um. 
But the Bills had a pretty good let's see. That 401 net yards total. They, out, they outdid the Cowboys in yardage. Yeah. And and the Bills had four turnovers to cap it all off. I don't know. I don't know what happened in that game. The Cowboys had 13, 13 penalties for the Cowboys for 129 yards. Holy mackerels. That could have had something to do with it. Yeah. Don't you think? Could be. I mean, that's third take. That's 129. That's 130 yards of uh, a minus yardage. Yeah, that's a lot. You know? Anyway, 1983. 83, Mark, I'll never forget it. Yeah, Listen I remember to me. that one vividly. I remember that. I'll never forget it. One thing I can't forget is how extremely humid it was. It was hot and humid. And we watched that game. Well, yep, we watched that game in our living room, and we didn't have central. We didn't have central <laughs> air. Yeah, we not just, too many people did. No, not too many people had central air back then. And I remember it was just stifling hot, very humid, extremely humid and hot. And uh, you know, by halftime, I was ready to go to bed. I thought, this is a disgrace. <laughs> it was 23 to 3. It was. Listen, it was 23 to 3 at the half. You're right. Yeah. yeah. This is disgraceful. I don't know. I don't know how much longer I can watch this. And the Redskins were the champions, right? Uh, defending champions, yep. Defending yeah. champions. I, I was up at the ice cream shop. I got a lot of stuff done early so I could watch, start watching the game. I think we closed back then at 10 o'clock. At this point now, we own the shop. Right. And uh, I kept running and going in the back. And, you know, if I had to come out and wait on a customer, and it was not going good. And a buddy of mine was up watching it with me. Yeah. And he wasn't a big football. I mean, he we were we were good, very good friends. He wasn't really big into football. He wasn't really big into sports. But he was hanging, he, he was hanging out that night. And... The Cowboys had less than 100 yards, Mark, that night in the first half. Yeah. Less than 100. Yeah. A total offense. They were doing nothing. They weren't doing anything. No, but in the third quarter, they had a couple of bombs to Tony. I'll tell you, one of that second one was, both of them actually were great catches. But one of those ones he pulled it in with one hand was a hell of a catch. Yeah. Tony Hill, that ignited them. They got back into the game. They were losing... Like you said, at the half, 23 to 3, and they pulled it up 23 17 now. Okay. And uh, Dorsett finished, I think, with 151 yards. He had a great night. And Danny White bootlegged one in to take, they took the lead at 24 23, ran it in. That's right. And I remember for every Cowboy score, I just sat there clapping loudly. My buddy was laughing. He thought he was getting a kick out of it because I was clapping, just, I wasn't even saying anything. Just clapping loud, just like like twenty claps in a row for each score. You know what I mean? Because it was just it was just great. It was the Redskins? You know what I mean? They were getting killed. Right. <laughs> then the, uh, so it's twenty four twenty three, and then the did the Redskins score a touchdown to take the lead again? They did. The Redskins. Oh no! What ended up happening was Ron Fellows picked one off. The Cowboys went up 31-23, and the Redskins ended up scoring a late touchdown to uh, the tight end, Warren, 
He right. ca caught a pass. It was, and they just it ended thirty-one thirty. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was tremendous. I'll never forget that game. That was great. And that was a, a breakout game for uh, Danny White too. It was big because, you know, the year before they had knocked Danny White out of that championship game. That's right. Yeah. You know, that was the game Hogaboom came in. Yeah. And that was that was an RFK. That was, uh, you know, that was. Um, yeah, we won't talk. That, about that was the first time the Redskins really beat them in a really big game since the seventies. Right. After, like Staubach said once, after that seventy-two game, he said, "You could check, you could check the records. We never lost to the Redskins in another big game." He right. says, "You watch it." He says, "You could check it. You could." He goes, "If you don't believe me." Yeah. So this was really the, the that eighty-two game. Really was the next time they played in a in a huge game. Then the and the. You know, they ended up beating the Cowboys. That game wasn't as, you know, I rewatched that game recently. It wasn't as much of a runaway as I originally thought. No. It, only that picked off that screen pass when they tried to throw that screen pass out there. Yeah. What's his name? Tipped it in, in, in um, I think Dexter Manley or Daryl Grant ran it in. But I think Manley might have tipped it. I can't remember. But that was it. That put the nail in the coffin in that 82 playoff game. Yep. Then the next year, I don't really remember that well. They beat the Rams 20 to 13. Yes. I don't remember that myself, really. Well, um, it televised. It was not televised. But the following they, year, I remember that was another, was that a Monday night, too? Right? Another one I remember vividly, vividly. <laughs> They were singing to. They were singing "Happy Birthday, Joey." That's right. It's Joe Theismann's birthday. They killed the Redskins that night. That's right. Forty-four to fourteen, killed them. Theismann had one of the worst games of his career in that game. He did. He uh, <clears throat> he talked about that. He had five picks, Theismann. Oh my goodness. Five picks, and he had a quarterback rating that night of 32.3. Yeah. He was talking about it. Right. He was 13 for 30 with five picks. He actually got benched. They yeah. sat him down. Yep. Five. And that's when they started singing. That's right. They started singing. Happy birthday, happy birthday, Joe. Yeah, that's what he said. And he talks about that in one of those NFL films. He says, you can't believe it. This and that, he starts talking. I remember, I remember that game because once again it was a Monday night. That's right. I was same scenario. I was up at the ice cream shop working. I put it on. It was one of those games you never really had to worry about. They, they, they from the get go, they pretty much just took care of them. It was great. And things got worse for Dyesman because I think it was only maybe two or three weeks later. He yeah, uh, that's when the knee. Uh, the leg, the leg uh, injury. Yep, that that's gruesome, right. Gruesome leg injury. Yep, that was the end of his. That was pretty much it for him. Yeah, that was gruesome. That was also Monday night, right? Yeah, it, night it was the Giants. Yes, it was. That, that was. A, you're right. It, Maybe it was four or five weeks later. Right. That was a gruesome injury. Terrible. Now, the following year, 
I remember pretty vividly. Because now that the Cowboys are uh, starting to go downhill, right? Yes. This is when you can start to tell that, you know, they're no longer the dominant team that they were. They got Herschel Walker from the USFL. That's right. Yep, and he he played a big uh, factor in that game. That was in 86. Uh, They ended up winning 31-28. Right. And it was a a very close game. They – I think they ended up scoring the first two touchdowns. Uh, Dorsett scored a touchdown on a screen pass, and then Walker jumps out from like the five-yard line, and he scores. It's 14-zip. But the Giants come back. They end up end up uh, right before the half. They get two scores, like in about a four-minute span, I think, or five minutes at the most. And – in the, in the final minutes of the half, they tie up. So in the halftime, it's fourteen right. fourteen, and you're you're thinking, oh boy, you know, you know, now what? Because yeah. um, I think they, yeah, but that was the year the Giants went to the Super Bowl, right? That was one of only two losses. Yes, fact, they lost their opening game, and then they lost somewhere around midseason. They lost to the Seahawks, and that was the only two losses the Giants had that year. Yeah, and they beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl. Yes. So, yeah. Very good team. I think um, the, I think the Cowboys went ten and six that year and made the playoffs. Um, eighty six. Yeah. They did. They went ten and six and uh, lost in the playoffs to the Rams. I think they did. Um. 17-14, the Cowboys scored in the third quarter. Walker fumbled in the third quarter. Uh-huh. Um, the Giants ended up scoring. They went up 21-17 near the end of the third quarter. Um, the Cowboys then went up 24-21. They scored a touchdown. Thornton Chandler, he was a tight end. It was his first catch of the year. It might have been his only catch. I, I don't even remember the guy catching it, but he did score a touchdown in that game. And then there were a series of fumbles. Both teams had fumbles. They traded possessions. And the Giants went up. They scored a touchdown. So now they're up 28-24. And with 2-10 left, the Cowboys drive downfield. And they, they it was a draw play to Herschel Walker. I'll never forget. He went right up the middle. Boom, into the end zone. 31-28. The Giants were driving. Yeah. It went down to the last play of the game, but they couldn't get a playoff. I think they were going to attempt to kick a field goal. And that's how the game ended, 31-28. That was a great game. It was one of the better Monday night games. That was a Monday night, and uh, that was one of the better better Monday night games, back and forth, back and forth. And uh, I think it was at Giant Stadium, right? Yes, it was. If you remember, you know the funny thing is, Mark, you said it. They picked up Herschel Walker, and then, you know, isn't it amazing, like, they, they get a guy, and then, like, they play a Monday night opener with this new guy, and he's like, he has a big night. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 not like they broke him into the lineup slowly. The guy had a big, huge night. That's right. And I remember they they uh, they interviewed him about that game, and he said he really was not even that familiar with the playbook yet at that point. Because I went out was- to. Tr- 
I went out to, excuse me, Mark, I went out to training camp that year. Uh-huh. And I saw Herschel Walker. Right. And I think it was the week they had signed him. He was walking around with a shirt and a tie on. They had just gotten, you know, they were interviewing him. And, uh, you know, Tony Dorsett was never too happy about that. I saw him at a card signing maybe about seven years ago. Right. There was a there was a Dan uh, a dealership here in Danbury, Connecticut. Uh huh. Um, I think he was related. I don't know. I don't know. If, I think it was something to do maybe with his wife or. Anyway, he was coming for signings. He was there several times for a few years. There, we went up to see my buddy. Like my buddy's a huge 49er fan, but he loves Dorset. Right. And so we went. We went up to see him. And we talked about it, and I, I brought it up to him. I said, the dream back. And I go, I remember what you said. It was somebody's dream, not mine, he, he says. That's what he said, Dorset. He didn't like it. Yeah. But, you know, and then the following, you know, he was, I think it was, was it the following year he was traded, or was it 88? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was 88. I think it was 88. Huh? So it lasted for a couple of years. Yeah. Now, uh, 1987, they they lost to the Cardinals. Yes. Uh, in fact, they lost three years in a row. They lost yes. 87, 88. Well, they weren't good anymore, right? They did not have a good team anymore. Lost to the Steelers again in 88. And then... Uh, 89 was 89 Landry's last year or 89 was was Jimmy Johnson's first year I'll never forget this game I was up in Newport Rhode Island with this gal that I was dating right she was in some volleyball tournament and it came up on the screen we were eating lunch late right. the Cowboys had the early game against the Saints they got Scott all 24 to nothing Yep. And that was Jimmy Johnson. You know, I was very upset about the whole Landry thing. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not gonna say I didn't, you know, try to tune in to see what was going on or just to catch a score at least. But right. I was almost kind of happy about it in a crazy way. Yeah. In fact, I think it was twenty-eight to nothing, was it? It could it could have been. Yeah, it could have been twenty-eight to nothing, something like that. Yeah, they got select. Terrible. Yeah. So then, uh, then they start to get good again, right? Nineteen ninety, uh, they beat the Chargers. Ninety one, they beat the Browns. Ninety two, they beat the Redskins. But now they're on their way back to the top, right? Yes. Well, in the nineties, they went eight and two for on opening nights or opening days. And those two losses, one of them was in 93 with no Emmett Smith. That was a holdout year. They lost to the Redskins uh, in the uh, opener, or was it the second? And then they lost to the Bills the second week of the season right. when Charles Haley threw his helmet through the wall because he said, right. you know, we got to get this guy signed. Um. But then they lost again to that Bears team that I, I was talking about that Bears game in '96. But yeah. you're right; they beat the Chargers, they beat the Browns in '91, and they beat the Redskins in '92. 
And uh, that was, I think that was the game where Jimmy Johnson was talking about going up against the big gorilla. You hit him with everything you got. I think that was before that opening opening season uh, 92 game. Okay. That was a big, that was a big win for them. Uh, well, yeah, I think the Redskins were the, were the defending Super Bowl champions, right? Yes, they were. That's right. Yes, they were. Champions. And, and that was it. 23 to 10. Then, like you said, they played them again the following year. And Emmett Smith was holding out. And, you know, for all those people that said, oh, he was only good because he had a great offensive line. <laughs> well, <laughs> you see how much they ran the ball. Those two games that they lost to the Redskins and Bills, they couldn't run the ball at all because no. wasn't there. And then as soon as they got him back, they, they went on a winning streak. Yep. So, uh, finally, finally, in 1994, <laughs> beat the Steelers. <laughs> That's I mean, funny. I don't remember if that game was televised or not. I don't remember much about it. They beat them good, too, 26-9. to Yeah. And then, uh, that was, that was, uh, that was the year before, 1994, so they beat the Steelers, and that was the year before they played the Steelers in the Super Bowl, right? It was. Um, it was because 95 they opened up. They beat the Giants 35 to nothing. I was at that game. Actually, my, we took my dad down. My father probably hadn't been to a Giant game since probably the 50s. And Giant he liked Right. Yeah, he liked watching it at home, and we talked him into going. Me and my brother went, right? And my father went with us. I kind of felt bad for him. He's a big Giant fan. They got killed. Emmett Smith scored on the third play of the game, and it was all downhill after that for the Giants. That's right. I I remember that. I remember I was actually at work. I was working the night shift, so I did not see that game, but I did have it. Uh, you know, by that time we had the VCRs, so I was recording it, and I was trying not to hear the. I was trying to keep away from my coworkers so that I wouldn't hear anything about the game. And then when I got home, I watched it, and uh, yeah, that was uh, a big game for Emmett Smith, and uh, they really got off to and that season. They really got off to a hot start. It looked like they the, did. They um. Started faltering towards the end a little. They lost that crazy third down game to Philadelphia, fourth down, I mean, in a foot. Yeah. And there was a couple other games they dropped near the end of the – it wasn't the kind of momentum you would want going into a playoffs. No, no, not at all. They, they started the season really hot, and then, like you said, towards the end they were – it didn't look like they were going to do that well in the playoffs. But then the playoffs came and they got hot again. They did. That giant game, at halftime, they re they retired Phil Simms' jersey, and Lawrence Taylor came out and threw him a pass. All right. I mean, that was good for the Giants fans, at least, you know, but that was pretty good. I remember that. Yeah. Um, 
I guess, and Taylor said it was unexpected. I think Taylor was a little tipsy that night. He talks about open. You know how that guy is. He doesn't care. He talks about it openly. He goes, and I didn't know that he was going to do that to ask me to come out. And and and, and he says, I'm going to throw one. Keep going. He says, he's waving him further and further, <laughs> Phil Sims. And, and who knows whatever the hell else he was on, Taylor, at that point in time. But um, that was the bit, that was the highlight for the Giants fans that night. Yeah. But I think what's his, I think what's his name, I think that night Kevin Smith, the cornerback for the Cowboys, got hurt, and that's what prompted them to go out and get Deion Sanders. Oh. Kevin hurt. Kevin Smith got us an Achilles that night. Oh. They lost him in that game, and that's what happened with that. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Then again, they lost to the Bears the following year. They lost to the Bears. Listen, uh, that was listen. I watched them. I watched some highlights of that game. That was that was absolutely terrible. Let me just tell you that. Okay, that was that. I, who the hell was quarterback in the Bears? Eric Kramer. Okay, that guy. Eric Kramer was quarterbacking the Bears. It was a disgrace, and they. I forgot there was a guy that scored a couple of. Touchdowns. I forgot his name. Even it was it was terrible. He was it was they were horrible. Emmett Smith fumbled. Deion Sanders was playing receiver. He fumbled. Aikman coughed up the ball, and then on near the end of the game, I'll never forget it. They ran some fake play with Emmett Smith. A dive like into the line. Emmett Smith jumps up over and lands on his neck That's and right. his head. They had to cart him off. He was on the ground for at least ten minutes. Now it's I one remember. Of the long remember that? Now I remember that game. Now that you mentioned, I I remember because you said that that play with Emmett Smith, and now I remember, and that was a Monday night game. Yes, it was. That's why I remember it. That's right. And Walter Payton actually came down on the field to, <laughs> to see if Emmett Smith was okay because there was there was you know fear that he might have broke his neck. Yes, he was down. You know, he ended up playing the next week. Yeah, I remember that. There yeah. was fi that that went on all week. The Emmett Smith is he ever going to play again this season? There was a lot of talk about all that. Following week, he comes out and plays. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it wasn't as bad as it looked, but it looked really bad because, like you said, he landed right on the top of his head. It was terrible, Mark. It was yeah. terrible. So they got another win the following year against the Steelers. There you go, a big, a big, uh, big win, thirty-seven-seven. Oh, I remember that game. That game was in Pittsburgh. Um, I remember that because my a buddy of mine, he's a big Cowboy fan. He came over. He always liked watching the games at home. Right. This guy. It was the only time he ever came over for a game. He doesn't live too far from me, and he was. At that time, I was involved. I was doing fantasy football even back then. Right. I think I got involved in it in '92, actually. Uh -huh. And we were. I, I had the satellite dish back then. I had my own satellite, and so we were jumping from game to game for the fantasy. He was. He was getting mad. You know, <laughs> we were able to split the screen. I kept the Cowboys on the screen at all times, but it might have gone into the little box. He didn't like that. <laughs> you know, that's why I remember that thirty-seven-seven game. Oh. So now uh, 
So Switzer, uh, Switzer's not there anymore by this time, right? Exactly. Now, uh... Chan Gailey takes over. Right. And now they start going downhill. Only for two years, though. Okay. Two years? Um, 98 and 99, yeah. They didn't but then well. 99, in 99, they had that overtime win against the Redskins. I remember that game vividly. Aikman throwing a bomb in overtime to, to Ismael, Rocket Ismail, right down the middle of the field. That was it. It was, you know, a walk-off victory. Right. And they won their opener in 98 against the Cardinals. They did. I don't remember that game at all. Yeah. And then uh, you say the, the Redskin game was overtime? Um, the Redskin game was overtime, 41-35, yeah. Right. Well, that's pretty much. Uh, after that, I pretty much started losing interest. So you'll have to. I take, got some. You, yeah, you I got take, a bunch of ones here that I, I, I uh, looked at, looked them up. That uh, uh, so for eight, they were eight and two in the nineties. So that's pretty good. That is. That's good for that decade, you know, and. Uh, in 2000, I think that decade they went to, uh, <clears throat> they were terrible, four and six. And the team was terrible. Campo was for three years. I mean, Parcells came in for four years and started getting really good again. I mean, he, he, he sized up, you know, he procured a lot of talent. He's the one who drafted DeMarcus Ware. Oh, okay. You know, so, but if you go through the decade, they lost two, three. One, two, three, four, five. Right out of the gates. First five years. All losses. Wow. They lost to Minnesota, lost to the Falcons. They lost to the Eagles in, in 2000. In 01, they lost to the Buccaneers 10 to 6. I don't remember that. 2002, I remember this one, though. I was away on a vacation. My buddy calls me up and he says, You're going to watch the game. I was out in, uh, I was out, I was in Washington State. Uh huh. And I was doing, uh, there was a national park out there, and I was doing the park, and I was staying in this tiny little town. But the game was on because it was nationally televised. Houston, the Houston Texans' first game. They come out of the, the out of the gates, they beat the Cowboys, 19 to 10. Wow. And I watched the highlights the other day. I was like, this is unbelievable. You know, the Cowboys just had a, they had a terrible night. You know, they, they, they just, they they couldn't they couldn't convert and they Quincy Carter couldn't do anything he was terrible he couldn't convert any plays third oh like not even big third and short third and short couldn't convert him a third and one I mean the they, they had to think about it though Mark Emmett Smith was still there yeah he's playing now at this point with Quincy Carter Antonio Bryant this other receiver they got from Pittsburgh. And Joey Galloway that they got ended up getting from the Seahawks. Uh-huh. And I think they were losing at the half, 10 to 3. And then this running back, Michael Wiley, he scores a touchdown, they tie it up. But David Carr, who's the brother of the other Carr that plays now for the Saints, used to play for the Raiders, uh, he, he ends up throwing a, a bomb to this receiver, Bradford, and they go up 17-10, then they get a safety that ends the game 19-10. to 10. 
It was an embarrassment because yeah. it was their first game, and the, it was in in Houston. And the people were going crazy, absolutely crazy. That was that was two thousand and two, you know. And then for the rest of the decade, uh, they lost two more games. Falcons, they lost to Minnesota, and then they won. They beat San Diego, if you could believe it or not. They were only one and three with Parcells on opening night. I thought they'd have a little better record with him. The team was getting pretty good. They lost to the Jaguars 24-17 in 2006. In 07, they beat the Giants, though, 45-35. They had a great record against the Giants on, on, on opening nights. Yeah. From from this point on, I think they beat the Giants six out of seven times on opening nights. They, they beat the Browns in 08, and they beat the Bucks in 09. So that was the uh, that was the Wade Phillips era. Those were all three wins, 07, 08, and 09. Uh-huh. Um, Giants, Browns, and the Bucks. But uh, – that they closed out that that decade, they were four and six. Good thing they had those they had good things. They had the last three wins there. They would have they were that would have been terrible. And then from twenty ten to twenty nineteen, they were five hundred, five and five. The the game I remember well, I remember a few games, but they played the Giants six times in that decade from 2010 to twenty nineteen. Six opening night games, uh, opening day games against the Giants. Wow. And and a lot of them, let me just think. One, two, one, two, three. I think four of those six, or maybe even five, were night games, were Sunday or Monday night games. Yeah. Oh, in 2012, they beat the Giants 24-17. And then in and then in 2013, they beat the Giants 36-31. This receiver they had, Kevin Ogletree, he had two touchdowns. He had a huge game. The guy came out of nowhere, two touchdowns and a bunch of receptions. And then they lost to the 49ers in, in 14. In 2015, that was that was the year they went to the playoffs. So, uh, that was the year, the, that was the Des Bryant year when the Cowboys got robbed against the Packers up there in the playoffs. That catch they said he made that wasn't a catch. Right. They had a good team that year. And then in 2015, they beat the Giants again, 27-26, on a Sunday night. The following year, they lost to the Giants by a point, 20-19, on another Sunday night game. Because, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. His last, oh, Terrence Williams, he was receiver. He couldn't get out of bounds. He could have got out of bounds. They could have kicked the field goal and tied it up, or won, actually, by two points. He's right. running towards the middle of the field instead of the sidelines. No wonder you didn't want to watch the games. He couldn't get out of bounds, Mark. <laughs> they had a shot of winning that game. Imagine that. And then they beat the Giants again in 2017, 19-3, on a Sunday night. Again, a Sunday night. Lost to the Panthers. Crazy score, 16-8. to And then they beat the Giants again in 2019, 35-17. On a Monday night. So five out of six times you beat. But the game I remember the most was 2011. 2011, they lost to the Jets. Romo, brutal interception at the end of the game. Brutal on the sideline. It's, 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 
he was very, you know, a lot of these games that I end up watching again, Romo's the quarterback. He was extremely, he really was, he was extremely exciting to watch. He really was. He was, he was probably one of the reasons why I continued watching. He was that good. Right. But he would make crazy, crazy mistakes, like really bonehead plays. Like, and earlier in the game, he did a quarterback draw, and on the way into the end zone, it, they would have went up by two touchdowns with about seven minutes to go in the game. The Jets would not have caught him. Right. He fumbles on the two or three yard line going into the end zone, and then the Jets. It was just crazy. The Jets scored. Then they were coming back. The Cowboys. They were driving downfield. He throws a crazy pass on the outside. And who's covering out there? Revis of all people. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? I said. You know, that was a – I remember that game vividly because I was thinking of Joe Beningo from, from the fan, you know. But the Cowboys had a 23-10 to 10 lead in that game, 23-10, to 10, and they blew it. They had a touchdown. Des Bryant scored a touchdown. Felix Jones, the running back, scored a touchdown. And uh, what ended up happening was they blocked a punt. The Jets blocked a punt, and they tied it up 24-24. The Cowboys fumbled, like I said. Romo fumbled at the three. Then he threw a pick to Revis. The Jets kicked the field goal and won the game. It was it was brutal, you know. In fact, the guy that kicked the field goal was an ex-Cowboy. I think it was like a fifty-two or a fifty-three yarder. Wow. And you know, the other night was an opening night. It was a big game, uh, Mark. That forty to nothing against the Giants. It was the defense. I got to tell you something. The defense looked really good. 40 you know, to nothing, wow. 40 to nothing, they beat them the other night. I heard that they won, but I didn't hear the score. I didn't know it was that bad. If the defense could stay healthy, well, this week they play the Jets. So this, we'll see. I mean, the Jets got, what's his name? He's, I don't think he's going to do, I hate to say it, but he's the quarterback there. I don't know, maybe if he makes vast improvements in one week, maybe, but the Jets' defense is very, very good. Yeah. Very good. And I don't know what the Cowboys' offense is going to do against them. Yeah. If, it ends, if, it's, if it's a very low-scoring game, the Jets have a very good shot to win on defense. But the Cowboys' defense is very, very, very – their defense was good last year. But, you know, what didn't impress me last year was, once again, their tackling. I don't care if they got all these flashy players – and they, they do get a lot of turnovers. They do. Yeah. But if you can't tackle, when you go up against playing a solid team like the 49ers that have a real solid running game and they have very good coaching and they have very good play calling, if you can't tackle, it's all going to catch up to you in the playoffs. I don't care what anybody says. Absolutely. You have to be able to tackle. You have to be able to block and you have to be able to tackle. Otherwise, you you. you you're not going to win in the playoffs, like you said. No, you're not. I mean, but they're def- they had seven sacks against the Giants the other night. And and Parsons only had one sack. This Mike, this guy's Mark. This guy's something else. I'm telling you. He he re- he's got a motor like he's very completely different player. He's a linebacker, but he plays on the end. And he's rushing. Sometimes he goes back into coverage. But he's got a motor like Randy White. This guy doesn't stop. Wow. He doesn't. And he's getting double teamed, and he's opening up opportunities for other guys. 
to get sacks, which has ended up happening. Um, you know, Dorrance Armstrong had two sacks, and there was a couple other guys. But this this Parsons, if you get a chance to watch it Sunday against the Jets, if you get him in, you should put it on because he's something he's something to see. You'd, you'd be impressed. Parsons. I think uh, there's a chance I might be watching some of that game because my wife, <laughs> my wife and all her family are, are big Jets fans. So she might want to. She might want to watch that game. If if you watch it, well, you might want to keep your mouth shut if they're all Jets fans. But <laughs> I mean, you know, just you, you pay attention to him, number eleven. He's something else. I'm telling you. Even my buddy stopped by the house today when I was doing some work outside, and he's a huge Giant fan. You know, so obviously, you know, he says Lawrence Taylor, the greatest defensive player of all time. And he says, this guy's the closest thing I've ever seen to Lawrence Taylor, he said. he, he he's If he doesn't get hurt, he could be like Lawrence Taylor. He, he said this, not me. Wow. That's... He's very good. They got a, they picked up a real solid corner. Um, his name escapes me right now, but he played for New England. One of these guys doesn't say much, got a ton of experience, a real solid player, because they, they needed to shore up the other corner. They really did. That was their weak link. Right. And I don't know if somebody said something to Diggs, this kid, uh, his brother's the receiver for the Bills. But, right. I mean, he had a, some terrible plays in the 49ers game last year, in the playoff game, the divisional game against the 49ers. He, he, he had a play where he looked like he could have really laid the lumber to the 49ers tight end, that guy Kittle. He just came up. I don't know how you miss. I don't know how I was a professional pl- football player you come up Attempts to make a tackle and completely miss. Yeah. But the other night, he was tackling. And I'm wondering if it was just a, a leftover from a bad taste in his mouth from that game from last year because people were killing him. I was killing him. Right. I was like, how, how can you, you – you had a chance to jar the ball loose on that play. That was a huge play in that game. And, this, and he, he misses a tackle like that? Anyway, he was hitting guys the other night, you know? So that was a – that's an encouraging sign. And they got this Van Der Esch out of Idaho. He's been there. This is his fifth or sixth year. He's very good, very solid. He's, he's kind of a throwback player you would like in 55. Very good. Very very rangy. A big guy. 6'4", right. 200. He was a typical Parcells linebacker. When he, you know, he had those- okay, that will conclude our podcast for today. Hope you enjoyed it, especially those of you who are our Dallas Cowboy fans. Until next time, take care and God bless. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.